Today, we're going to talk about things we don't want to talk about. This is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley from Paladin Financial. Basically, the more accounts you have, the more opportunities there are for mistakes. So taking control of your assets may help you to avoid some of those common mistakes that investors make. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley. Hello and welcome back to Paladin Financial Talk. This is Jeff Foley with Paladin Financial, and we appreciate you tuning in this week. We've got a great show uh, where we're going to talk about some things that we don't like to talk about. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit like about- fun. <laughs> It's a hoot. Yes, please don't skip forward. Now we're going to talk about legacy planning and uh, it's a very common thing for people to to want to, pardon the pun, but kick the can down the road and, and uh, not talk about legacy planning and what happens afterwards and all those fun things. But we're going to dive into that today and hopefully uh, demystify a few things, give you some concrete steps that you can utilize to uh, to take that off of your to-do list and, and get that taken care of. But before we do that, we're on the cusp of the 4th of July here. Um, I've not yet gone out and purchased fireworks. Jack's hit, hit me up for that this morning and asked if we're going to get some fireworks. So got that on the agenda. How, how are you and your family, Tony? Well, I'm concerned right now. I just want you and Jack's to be careful with those fireworks. I, yes. uh, make sure Nikki's there to supervise uh, the family fireworks <laughs> <That's right. laughs> uh, fiasco, but I'm sure you'll keep it light. Uh, probably just some sparklers and uh, things like that. But yeah, that sounds like fun. I'm doing great. I'm going to see my parents uh, for going down there as soon as we're done with the show. So uh, nice. that should be fun. Yeah, the fam's going down there. Uh, spend a couple of days uh, in in my hometown of Worthington. <laughs> nice, very for good. better or worse, uh, Worthington. <laughs> uh, but no, they live on a farm. It's great, good to good to go down there. But uh, anyway, yeah, that's Excellent. that's great. Uh, now, Jeff, how have you been? Now you've you've been really busy. I know meeting with a lot of folks and also spending time with your family. That's good. Yeah, it's been been busy for us. Uh, you know, despite uh, everything that's going on with the coronavirus. But uh, yeah, I've been staying very busy. Just got back. We were talking about uh, before we started the show here. Just got back from the Ozark, seeing some family that we met there. And uh, yeah, we're excited to, to roll in to the 4th of July here. So awesome good stuff. Yeah. yeah, I think that's great. Now, uh, today's topic, it sounds like it's going to get a little dark. And uh, yeah, the topic you've picked, I mean, uh, planning for our deaths is basically what you're yeah, talking let's, about. Ooh, that's, so, let's change let's change the title of the show to that. Planning for our deaths. Okay, Stephen King, what do you have for us? <laughs> Three part series. Yeah, it, this is something that um, I, in the clients that we work with, I often joke that you hire a professional nag, and this is an area that we we encourage our clients. Most people, when they they come in to meet with us, they don't have some basic things in place for their estate plan. Some people do, and they're, they're, they've gotten that taken care of. But for a lot, most people, it's n- something that they haven't thought about. They don't want to think about it. Or I should say they've thought about it and decided they don't want to think about it. <laughs> right. Uh, but there are a lot of gaps there. So A lot of us put that some, off until it's too late. 
Definitely, definitely. And it's understandable. And it's also an area that people, most people don't fully understand, just like investments and those kind of things, unless you're in that every day, or you've had to deal with the death of a loved one, and you've gone through that process, you, you climb that learning curve, uh, you know, one way or the other. But most people, it's a, a, an area that they don't understand a whole lot about. And we want to avoid things that we don't understand. Autopilot is, is easier than, than stopping and reading uh, financial planning or legacy documents, those kind of things. So we've got some yeah. good ideas we're going to talk about, uh, but it, it is a point of stress for a lot of people. But we want to discuss how to make your passing as easy as possible on the people that you care about. So yeah. trying to shift the focus, I think, as well as not on ourselves, but for your loved ones, what would happen if you were gone tomorrow? And stop and think about the things that your family, your loved ones are going to have to figure out and dig through drawers and where's this? And there's always this unknown of, did we think of everything? Is there anything that we're missing? And a good example of this actually just had a a conversation a couple hours ago with a a gentleman. He's going to become a new client with us. And um, his wife, unfortunately, passed away within the last year or so. And he just now discovered that he had a, a, a small life insurance policy or she had a small life insurance policy. Uh, so it was a good news thing, but that money had been there for some time and he didn't know that it, the policy was available. So having things laid out will be very helpful for your possession. So for your, your family, the, the first thing we're going to talk about is uh, laying out and itemizing your possessions. So literally getting a piece of paper, going room to room in your house, outside, wherever you store your things, and putting together a list of all your personal possessions. Sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, so. Well, <laughs> well, you know, it, it can be, a, obviously it's an important thing to do, but uh, yeah, I mean, there, there are more fun things that could be done, but it strikes right. <laughs> me as a good way to, to get it started, right? Yeah, yeah, do that physical inventory. That's an easy way to think about it is, you know, you, you need to eat an elephant one bite at a time. Literally, let's just take this one room, get this done, lay out the inventory for that onto the next room, onto the next room and so on. And, uh, go through that process of putting that inventory together. And the, and we're going to come back to why that's important later, but we want to identify who's going to receive those things. So that's a, some, a place to start. The next step is to create a detailed list of your non-physical assets. So things that you own on paper, uh, entitlements, uh, insurance accounts, brokerage accounts, IRAs, 401ks, long-term care insurance, your homeowners, your auto insurance, on and on and on. Make sure you're, you're laying out anything that you own that's on paper, that's intangible. And um, make sure you're, you've got a good document laid out for that. And along those same lines, make sure that you include account numbers and a full rundown of the location of any physical documents that go along with those accounts or those possessions. And you could even include the contact information for relevant people or firms that helped you out with that. So who is your investment advisor, uh, who, who offered you the, your auto insurance and so on. So put a, put a good inventory together of those items. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, obviously, having an inventory is a good place to start to create a legacy plan, I would assume, because uh, y- people need to know what you have and what its value is worth. And, uh, you know, that helps when it comes to insurance. 
and wills, obviously. So what's next? Yeah, I just thought of an analogy too. Is you're you're kind of getting all the pieces on the on the of the puzzle on the table. And I was just thinking, we just got back from the Ozarks, and before packing the vehicle, one of the things I always like to do is get everything laid out and right by the vehicle. So I see here are the things we have to put in. That makes it easier to know which pieces do I need to put in first. So having all of your pieces on the on the table is a, a good thing. Uh, next is to assemble a list of your debt. So your credit cards, auto loans, mortgages, maybe you have a home equity line of credit, uh, line in, uh, unsecured lines of credit, any other debts that you have, things that you owe people personally, maybe a personal loan to someone, uh, laying those out and specifying any details for those. Again, where do you locate any documents that are, are related to those as well? So. Yeah, my wife and I, my wife and I have documents all over the house, and we've tried to get better at consolidating, finding them, keeping important documents in one place where they're secure, where we both know where they are, and, and that that's going to make it easier on yourselves. Uh, should one pass away, make it easier on your loved ones if you have a set place, right? Absolutely. Yep. Definitely. Uh, a membership list is another thing to consider. So things like AARP. American Legion, um, different veterans associations, maybe professional or college groups that you've been a part of. And in some situations, those organizations as part of their membership, they might have some life insurance benefits that you're eligible for as well that your survivors could collect. So it might be a 5000 a 10000 a $25,000 policy, wow. but uh, that's money that you've paid for or policies that you've paid for as part of your, your membership. So make sure you list those out as well. I think it's a good point. I think that's something a lot of people probably overlook or don't think about. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and in addition to memberships also list out your charitable organizations. Cause one of the things that when people pass their loved ones are sorting through, well, if we're, taking donations and so forth, where should those funds be directed to? And sometimes family members don't know what was important to you in that perspective. So listing out charitable organizations that you support, make sure that your loved ones are aware of those and uh, that will help them upon your passing. Is there a charitable organization out there, Jeff, that involves pizza? Like that might provide pizza to those in need? That's because I would like to contribute to that after my passing. If there isn't, there should be. <laughs> there right. should be. Maybe I'll start that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but seriously, that that is a good idea. Obviously, you want to uh, make sure that that's all clear. Uh, and after you've put the, those lists together, what's next? Yeah, so we're going to come back to this in a little bit. We want to look at having a will or a trust set up. But if, you're, if sure. you don't get those things in place at least signing and sign and date those inventories so that um, your family members know how up to date those are and provide copies of those to your legacy administrator. Keep a copy for yourself. Make sure your spouse knows where that's at and uh, maybe look at storing some of that electronically as well. So you have an online resource for that. So now you have an online resource, right, that you uh, have for your clients at no cost for them to store copies of important documents? We do, yes. So our clients have access to our tool called the Generational Vault, which is our secure client portal. And they use that in a variety of different ways. And estate planning, legacy planning, those are prime examples of that. So they can copy, uh, store copies of their will, trust, powers of attorney, inventories, all those fun things. 
uh, and list that out and, and store those electronically. And if they want, they can also give their kids or whoever access to that to access those too. Sure. And if people want to get started on this path and, and have some questions about this or other financial planning questions, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, give us a call. Our number is 877-219-3199. You can send us an email at info at financialpaladin.com. And I also encourage you, if you have uh, questions that you'd like us to address in the in the podcast or one-on-one with you, feel free to answer those or send us an email with that. And uh, we can we can talk about that in the show or address that if it's more of a personal nature with you one-on-one. And our website is financialpaladin.com. And also encourage you, please take a moment, subscribe to our podcast. We want to make as many people aware of our podcast as possible. And uh, take a moment, give us an honest review. So if you're on your uh, podcast app, scroll down to the bottom, click on review. I tell people just make it easy. Click on the five stars and you're done. But, uh, you know, give us an honest review. We would appreciate that. So the next item we're going to talk about is the importance of reviewing your retirement account. So these are things that have designated beneficiaries that are going to pass directly to the people that you've chosen upon your passing. So it's important to make sure those are updated. Uh, This is going to be outside of your will, outside of your trust, typically. Uh, Make sure that you have those updated, particularly if you've had you know, a divorce, you've gotten remarried, uh, anyone's passed away that was a beneficiary before, you want to make sure that those are up to date uh, as far as your needs. The other, a couple other areas, your life insurance, same thing, make sure your beneficiaries are up to date there. Uh, Annuities, uh, brokerage accounts, things like that. We very commonly see people come in and we do an audit of what they have in place uh, when we get everything set up for them and implement their plan. And we often find that beneficiaries are outdated and ex-spouses are still listed and so on. So make sure that's accurate. Yeah. And I know you've mentioned it before, how important beneficiary designations are, Jeff. And I've seen that happen so many times. And my parents and my dad's, uh, my dad's dad is still alive, but uh, some things have changed. And so I had to go down there and my mom wasn't doing too well, as you know, but she's better now, uh, which is good. But we were trying to get all this in order, the legacy plan for my dad and my mom, and they hadn't done a lot yet. And so we needed to go through all this. And some of the beneficiary designations weren't there, weren't up to date. And I told them this is important because, and they go, well, we're going to have this will, so it doesn't matter. And I go, oh yeah, beneficiary designations on accounts take precedent over anything you say in your will. Is that true? Yep, that's exactly right. The, the okay. idea with that is to, to bypass the probate process and go directly to from point A to point B. That's yeah. a great point. Yes. Yeah. So uh, what's next? Yeah. So <clears throat> next area we'll talk about is selecting your legacy administrator. And so this is the person who's going to be in charge of handling your will, handling your estate when you ultimately pass away. So it's important that you find someone who's responsible. Uh, ideally, maybe they've had experience doing this before might be harder to get them to say yes to that because once they've gone through that process once, they don't want to go through it again. But they're also in a good mental state to make good decisions for you. So tying in with that, you don't want to automatically assume that your spouse is the best choice. Maybe it's going to be better that it would be a child uh, because the emotions involved at someone when someone passes 
are pretty significant, obviously, and uh, that might impact your spouse's decision-making ability, at least temporarily. So think about who you want that person to be to administer your estate. Okay. So once you do that, and I imagine this is the big point that a lot of people are like, are you ever going to get to this with legacy planning, but creating a will, right? Yeah. Creating a will or a trust. And part of why we've talked about it in this manner and and going back to the analogy of eating an elephant one bite at a time, uh, people people often struggle with, I got to get a will created. I got a trust created. But having the momentum of going through the process of what we've talked about so far of writing out that inventory, here's all of our stuff. Okay, well now who do I want my person to be that's going to administer these things? Listing out your your assets, your liabilities, and so on. Once you've done all that, you've done a lot of the work that's in, that's going to be needed to set up the rest of your estate plan, to establish a will or, or put a trust in place depending on your situation. And that's where an attorney really should step in and helping you make the right decision with that. For some people, a will is sufficient. For others, a trust is the way to go. And and it's going to make sense to spend the extra money to have a trust put in place. But the way the probate process works, when someone passes, the probate court is reviewing your situation and it's public. So people can look at, here's your assets, your liabilities. It gives people an opportunity to say, hey, you know, Jeff owed me $5,000 or you have a crazy uncle that comes out of the woodwork. Uh, So that process is public. There are delays involved and there can be attorney fees as well. So with a will that gives the probate court some guidance, a trust, anything that's properly set up and named in the trust will bypass that probate process. So a trust might be a good idea, in particularly in situations if you have a divorce and a contentious situation, or maybe you have a kid who has a spouse that might not be a spouse in the future, and you want to make sure they don't get their hands on your assets. So there's a lot of uh, situations where a trust can make more sense than a will. So, But going through those steps that we talked about up to this point is important, but <clears throat> That's an important one. The bottom line, everyone over, everyone over the age of 18 should have a will or a trust in place. And that, again, that's going to be the rule book for distributing your assets uh, and make a, a big uh, dent in this whole process. A will also can designate who would take care of kids or even pets upon your passing. So there's a lot of uh, benefits to having that in place. And a will in particular is not overly expensive. Uh, you can find free ones online. Be careful what you download, what you click on with that. Uh, or you can use an online um, estate planning tool like uh, Mama Bear is a popular one or LegalZoom. We have had a, a lot of clients lo- use those uh, or use an, an attorney. And we can help you out with that as well if you need a referral for an attorney. So those are some things to think about on the, the will or a trust. Right. Yeah. So there's a lot to think about here um, and uh, more than I thought when it comes to legacy planning. And I guess uh, one of the reasons we put it off is that people don't want to deal with this, but it's so important because of what it does to your loved ones, the stress it can add if you're uh, even not passing away, but you get close or you have to go into the hospital or long-term care or hospice. Uh, that's not the time to be scrambling. Uh, if you have something in place before you get to that point, it's going to relieve so much tension and pressure and give your family peace of mind and yourself peace of mind, right? 
Uh, obviously, we want to do things like avoid probate and uh, create a will and uh, will or trust, as you mentioned. Do you have anything else for us? Yeah. Next thing is once you've gone through the work of putting those things in place, make sure that you're reviewing them every couple of years to make sure they're up to date or in the event of any major life changes like a marriage, a divorce, a birth, a death, and so on. Make sure you're, you're keeping that up to date over time. So we want to make sure as life changes, your, those reflect your needs. And once your will or trust is, is drafted or updated, it's signed, it's witnessed, it's notarized, you also want to give a copy of that to your legacy administrator and make sure you have a copy. Your spouse knows where to access that. Again, for our clients, we have the Generational Vault, our secure online portal where they can store that there as well. Yeah, like the Generational Vault you mentioned. Um, now, that brings me to my next question, though. You know, you sh- say give it to your legacy administrator or uh, an attorney, but what role does an attorney or a financial professional advisor like yourself play in legacy planning? Yeah. So if you picture a pie and I, I know that's, that's easy for you and I to do, Tony. It but. is. It is. I got a nice <laughs> fresh blueberry pie hot out of the oven in my imagination right now. Uh, and you split that pie into thirds. So one third is Ooh, your I got an entire plan. third. I like this. <laughs> One third is your financial plan, one third is your estate plan, and one third is your tax plan. The pieces of those of the pie are all touching. Okay, we want to make sure we recognize that and the importance of working with both a, a good estate planning professional, an attorney, and a good financial professional. We want to make sure everything is coordinated there. And the third piece is the tax side of it. But those all touch each other. They all have an impact on one another. And um, just handling taxes, uh, there, there's the crossover between all three pieces of those. So um, that's something to, to consider. Make sure you have a good resource for each of those. Um, the next piece of strategy we're going to talk about is to simplify your finances. And if you're like many people, you've changed, job, changed jobs over the years, and maybe you've not uh, rolled things over, and you have old 401ks or deferred comp plans here, there, and everywhere, Look at potentially consolidating those things into one or, you know, a couple IRAs. Um, Make sure you're simplifying things and that will help you to keep a better eye on what you have in place. What we oftentimes see is people that have numerous accounts and they haven't gone through not only the consolidation, but just the, the planning process to make sure those things fit for you is you end up owning the same things over and over. If you, we dig into your mutual funds, your exchange-traded funds, you might find that you have Microsoft in 10 different things. That's not very effective. That's not very efficient. So uh, we want to make sure we've got a good comprehensive plan in place. Well, always. And I think that's really important. Uh, You know, we have all these accounts. And like you say, if you change jobs, you might have uh, numerous 401ks. It's good to know where they're at and maybe work with somebody like yourself to consolidate some of those accounts and make sure you're being efficient. You're not duplicating investments that are canceling each other out. I know that's one thing I wasn't aware of uh, that you helped me realize. And I think that's an important part of what a financial advisor can do. Uh, No matter how much you have, if you have a 401k at all or, or multiple 401ks and an IRA between you and your spouse, getting that all properly sorted and making sure you're well invested based on your situation and your goals for retirement, things like that is huge. So I I definitely think reaching out to someone is important. What's your next nugget of info for us, Jeff? 
Yeah, some ad- other documents to get in place is your healthcare uh, directive and financial power of attorney. So those kick in when, if you were incapacitated, so you're still living, but you can't make decisions for yourself. You've pre-designated someone. It's a, a superpower card where they can show a, a hospital or whomever or a financial institution and make decisions on your behalf. So you're going to make sure you have the right person, a trusted person for you in, in place with that. So there's a lot more that we could go into. Another one that, that comes to mind that just came up this week is if you want to pass a legacy on to kids or grandkids, a simple one that that a lot of people overlook is setting up a 529 plan. So if you have grandkids, for example, you don't have to have $100,000 to put into an account to get something started for them for legacy. We could help you to open up a 529 account for a grandchild or a kid for as little as $250, get that process started, get that olive out of the jar, as we like to say, and uh, that will give uh, them something that that can be added to over time. Um, So there's a lot of different things that we can consider and and talk about, but like we discussed in the beginning, the danger of procrastination is huge. It's the single biggest enemy of legacy planning. As I mentioned, most people put this off. So if you have these things taken care of, congratulations, and I'm sure you're, you're very happy that you have done that hard work. If you haven't done it yet, encourage you to take some steps, take it bite one bite at a time, as we talked about with the elephant, and we can help you to get that process started. And this is also something that we can help review for you as part of our complimentary second opinion process. If you're interested in, in take us, taking us up on that offer, we'll provide you a comprehensive review of what you have in place today. Uh, but with that, we'll, we'll wrap things up here and uh, wish everyone a very happy and safe 4th of July. And, uh, I look forward to uh, lighting up some sparklers here this weekend. Awesome. Sounds like fun. Me too, Jeff. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Paladin Financial Talk with our host, Jeff Foley. Thank you for listening to Paladin Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jeff Foley at Paladin Financial. Call 877-219-3199 or visit their website at financialpaladin.com. Advisory services offered through Paladin Wealth LLC, a Minnesota registered investment advisor. Paladin Wealth LLC offers advisory services under the DBA Paladin Financial and Paladin Wealth. Insurance products and services offered through Paladin Insurance LLC. Paladin Wealth LLC and Paladin Insurance LLC are affiliated companies. Jeff Foley and Paladin Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.